0: Even more reaction, more reaction, the loudest reaction possible on a Pablo Lopez, Luis Araez trade that just drops right now. Loud Marlins fan in the house joining me for some immediate reaction on this. Plus, how is the offseason now progressing and what is left to do? All on today's second episode of Locked on Marlins. Greetings from England and welcome to Locked on Marlins. Or welcome back to Lockdown Marlins. This is a doubleheader on a Friday. Thanks for making this episode of Locked on Marlins. Your second listen of the day. Guys, this is a blockbuster for the fish, and we had to we had to just carry on the conversation. Thanks for joining me. I am the host, of course, Peter Pratt. Hit me up on Twitter at Miami Marlins underscore UK. Please subscribe to the pod. They're available everywhere and they are free. Also, there is a YouTube channel and it is well named. It's called Locked on Marlins. Head, head over to there and hit, hit subscribe too. Why not? If you are watching, you will see Chase, the Loud Marlins fan, is in the house, full headgear as always. Chase, first off, happy Friday. And how you doing? We double fisting, Peter. We double oh. fist. Marlins Ooh. making
1: cheers to a celebration. Let's, Let's go. Of
0: today. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Um, go easy, I. I for those you know those tracking along, they know the drill. It's still January. I am not on the beer, but I'm on the zero alcohol beer, the Punk IPA Zero. So that's what I'm rolling with. So I won't be slurring. There'll be no Alex Contreras out of me. <laughs> Shout out to my man Alex Contreras. Anyway, Chase. The news drops. The news dropped quickly. Things seem to really happen at a fast pace here. The Marlins. And Twins finally agree a deal. It feels like this one has been in the makings for some time in many ways. But finally, the deal goes. First off, Pablo Lopez, the headliner, going from the Marlins to the Twins. Immediate reaction on Pablo being... Bombshell. How yeah.
1: fast did that get announced from <laughs> uh, Ken Rosenthal's first tweet to its official, I think it was three to five minutes... I was – is this happening? Yeah. Pablo, very sad to lose Pablo. I want to mm. start there if you don't mind. Please. Pablo, we love you. You did so much for this city. You were the most friendly person, I, baseball player I've seen at a ballpark in, in my life. There's no one nicer. A fan would come up. He'd sign an autograph. He'd take a picture. He'd wave to all the children in, in the stands. He'd even bring them down to take pictures. No one nicer than Pablo to this city, to this team. He means a lot. And all I can say is go kick some butt out in Minnesota. We'll be cheering on you from South Florida. With that being said, yeah, blockbuster deal. You bring in a bat, a bat that we need, a switch-hitting bat. The AL reigning batting champion is now the All-Star second baseman. 2022, we have them both now. Two second baseman All-Stars. Jazz, of course, and now Luis Arias, Arias, Arias. Doesn't matter how you pronounce his name, we're going to be screaming and cheering him on in the stands. Let's go.
0: Love it. That's a great point, actually, you call out there, Chase, the fact that the Marlins now have both of the second base uh, All-Stars from 2022 with Jazz and Luis Arias now. So yep, yeah, I, I echo your point on on Pablo, just a wonderful guy, a wonderful pitcher. He will be sorely missed by the Marlins themselves and the fans and the media guys that cover it. Trust me, he is he's been a big part of the Marlins rebuild. let's Let's not forget where Pablo Lopez, you know, because sometimes you can forget, like, hey, how did the Marlins how did they get Pablo? Did we draft him? Where did he come from? No, he was traded from the Mariners. And I think it was for David Phelps, if I recall correctly. Um, I may be incorrect on that. But anyway, it was a kind of low-key trade. Pablo Lopez came across and then was just being a big part of this rebuild. The The, the follow-up, though, mate, he is undoubtedly huge pals with Sandy Alcantara. This this is one of the reasons why I was saying, listen, you got to keep Pablo. You have to keep him because Sandy, it's like... The two of them it's like batman and robin kind of vibe so how's sandy alcantara going to be feeling at this point with pablito moving uh to minnesota
1: sandy's going to be fine he's <laughs> going yeah. to continue to mentor the younger guys the, the eddie cabreras hopefully if he's not dealt to uh lizardo and, and whatnot and mm-hmm. really. Come game day, Sandy, of course, is a stone. He's all he comes in, he's concentrating on the game. The players know to stay away from him, so it's not going to change the game day mentality. It's going to be a little bit different, probably, in that dugout after uh, you know, uh, his pitching days. They you'd always see them conversing, but it's you bring in Quato, which. I believe you've probably discussed, I've listened on Uh other Locked on Marlins. So after you listen to this episode, reverse and listen to the Cueto talk, but you brought him in for a reason. And this is why, so you can get something back for a star pitcher like Pablo.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think as soon as the Cueto deal uh, happened, we knew, we knew that someone for certain was going to be moved. Um, And for me, it was clear that it was going to be Pablo and and, and I'm not going, I still believe there's more to do. We'll talk about that in the second part of the show, mate. But I think as soon as Cueto came in to your point, it was a clear indication that the Marlins were going to be moving one of their younger, the veteran Cueto, but talk to me about then Luis Arias, you kind of briefly touched on him, but you know, the Marlins seemingly were, were in on him for some time. These talks maybe were happening a week or two ago. Uh, maybe even longer. The twins didn't see quite value for like a one-to-one deal, but Luis Arias, he ended up playing a lot of first base last year. Doesn't have a prototypical first base uh, profile, but nevertheless, he is the batting champ. Uh, are you happy with this deal? Are you happy with the player coming back? I am happy with the player coming back. No, uh, a career two,
1: or sorry, three fourteen batter. Uh, last year he was three sixteen. That would have, of course, led the Marlins. I think their highest batting average, if we go back, was two sixty two. Thinking Are off, the you, said, here.
0: you could probably take a hundred points off that, and he'd still lead the right. Marlins. To be honest with you, <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah, and if you look now, they could platoon Cooper and Arias... Uh, at first move. The difference here is last year you you had Cooper and Aguilar as a platoon, and you couldn't do much with Aguilar except at DH. But now you got a guy who can be in that lineup, not take up that DH spot, and really play anywhere on the left or the right side of that diamond. you got to be happy with this move. It's a bat. It's a game-changing blockbuster trade. And when have we said that about a Marlins trade I want to say you go back uh to the Marte trade, yeah, but and who you brought back, but this is a, a pure blockbuster deal with an, a star pitcher going for a star player, and yeah. it's a great move for this team for this
0: front office. Yeah. I the more I've I've thought about it, those points are are all valid. Like this this type of trade, it, it is like it's you know, star star pitcher, star hitter, you know? And okay, the Marlins had to kind of offset it with a few prospects. We'll talk about that as well. But, you know, it, it the point you make as well on Urias' um, versatility is, I mean, we'll wait and see. I, I have to hold my hands up. I, I've not watched a lot of Minnesota baseball. Uh, I don't watch a ton of the AL Central because, you now fundamentally, it's not that good of a division. And so, you know, I haven't seen tons of him, but he has played a lot of positions, I don't think he's played many of them well, so there is that. Um, do, where do you see him playing? Like, is he is this going to be more time gut feel? Is he going to be more time at first base? But then you've got Coop, or is it going to be is he going to be more time at second base? Perhaps where I think was maybe his original position, or is he DHing?
1: Solaire will be the DH.
0: Mm-hmm. I want to stick with that.
1: So okay, on the field, I, I see him a lot at first. You know, if you think about this, and I'm sorry to bring this into it, but this has to be part of this discussion. Mm -hmm. You you sign Gene Segura, second baseman, shortstop. He's supposed to play third. You have Jazz Chisholm, a natural shortstop, your second baseman. Mm -hmm. You have uh, now Luis Arias plays all over the diamond. And Joey Wendell, of course, He was going to be penciled in as the new shortstop, let's say, for uh, the departing Miguel Rojas. All of these guys I just mentioned are all-stars in the last four years. Let's bring Mm -hmm. that up for one second. They're not the Sandy Alcantara-type all-stars, but they are stars. And you can move them all around. You have all these little pieces you get to put here, here, and here. You thought it was crazy keeping track of the lineup last year at the first mm-hmm. part of the season. Think about this year. To answer your question, though, first base. Uh, if they let's see if they move Jazz to short. That's the most yeah. interesting yeah. thing here. Is where will Jazz be? But I'm going to say first base. It.
0: Your question. Agreed. I'm, I'm. I'm. I mean, irrespective of this move, anyway, the sense that I have is, and, and Kim was asked this directly multiple times on a recent Zoom, and yeah, she she was non-committal. But sometimes you can see in her eyes, you can see, uh, not in her, her eyes, but you can see in her eyes, um, that you know she. You can see what she's trying to say, like, just my read of it was that you know, jazz wants to play there. This is Jazz's team now. Like this is they're building around Jazz Chisholm, and 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 if if he's serviceable at shortstop, they're gonna let him play at shortstop. And Joey Wendell can platoon around and do his thing, and Gene the same thing. I can see a situation here too where Arias is taking time at second base. To be honest with you, I can see a time where they've got Coop, Arias, um, Jazz, Gene. Or Wendell, like all kind of interchanging, to your point. So it gives them a lot of flexibility. It gives them a lot of options. Arias can't play center field, though, right?
1: I, I don't see him <laughs> outside of the infield, to be honest, but maybe one of the others
0: can. Maybe, maybe. I mean, that, that that is interesting, though. I mean, you know, with the amount of second baseman they keep acquiring, I mean, that's just been the plan this this offseason. Is just keep adding second baseman upon second baseman. Um, maybe maybe jazz you know maybe jazz goes to center field and he's like hey I'm I'm, I'm just going to roll in center field we'll wait and see on that.
1: Well, according to Jazz, we're winning the division, and he yeah. wants all that smoke. So <laughs>
0: I if saw if, that if, this if, morning,
1: <laughs> if, and then we'll get into this later. But what if they sign Guriel too? You know that that just adds another piece into this. So let, oh my what, days, what does A- this move mean? We'll get into that coming up.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So. Let's take a brief pause, talk about our good friends over at Built Bar, of course, guys. Uh, it is that time of the year. It's January, and so everyone's looking for those uh, those health kicks, perhaps, if that's the right way of, of phrasing it. Um, and, and and often with Built, you know, we've been talking about heading over to built.com and et cetera, et cetera, but there's other places to get them now, so I'm going to tell you about that now. Before we do that, though, just a reminder about why they're so good, for starters, They're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, 100% real chocolate, and they come in tons of flavors, tons of them. Churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond, they have it all. I don't know how Bill does it, but these bars, they taste like candy bars whilst maintaining amazing macros. Even better, they are healthy. Only 130 calories, one, three, zero. Four grams of sugar and 17 grams of protein. Absolutely insane. And like I said, you don't have to wait around for a box, don't have to wait for the delivery. If you're listening to this episode right now, Friday, 20th of Jan, and saying, I need some builds right now, you can head over to Walmart, get to the pharmacy section, grab yourself a box of builds, a four bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. How about those puffs? Um, or if even nearer, you can get yourself in there and grab a 13 bar box with all the hit flavors, including brownie batter and churro. Thank me later, guys, and enjoy those builds. All right then, Chase. So let's, let's consider, I guess, what else the Marlins could do. Well, actually, before we do that, just give me a sense of where your head's at now in terms of what they've achieved thus far in the offseason, because we're starting to see some volume of moves now. You know, the Cueto deal has been announced, uh, obviously, which is you know a big deal. Pablo Lopez now traded for Reyes. Um, Gene Segura obviously already signed. So there's been some names added here. What's your sense in terms of the progress the Marlins have made this offseason? Uh, once once we get it, cover that, we'll talk about what else there is left to do. If you go to the start of last season, into the all-star break,
1: into mm-hmm. the off season of where you and I discussed, what are the pieces and the moves going to be made? Let's rehash. You and I, about a month ago, said it's time for Rojas to, to be traded, mm-hmm. you know, respectfully. He's been moved. You bring back a prospect in... uh, 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 Jacob Amaya. uh, Maya, there you go. Um, You get Jacob Amaya. Um, Now you have Pablo. That was the second chip. We were discussing this at the All-Star break last year. Uh, So now Pablo's gone. You see uh, Brian Anderson, congratulations, signing with the Milwaukee Brewers. And Jesus Aguilar, of course, was traded or released, and then he's still a free agent. And you go into okay. Who have they replaced those guys with? Well, you've replaced them. You've replaced Pablo with Cueto. You've replaced Rojas with a platoon of Segura, let's say, and um, now uh, Arias. You you have brought in a prospect in in Amaya, and you go. What is needed still? They haven't addressed the the center fielder. No. Haven't addressed the bullpen. So is has this been a successful offseason? Yes. As we said, be patient. They have a plan, and everything is going according to their plan that we the fans don't know about. It has been successful. I like the moves they brought in. This team couldn't score runs last year, and now no. they've brought in contact hitters who can. So yeah. you had 41 run losses. I'm always going to focus on that. It break that in half. We would have had 89 wins last year. This year, with the team as structured now, without any more moves as of today, you could see us winning 82 games. Okay. So I mean I, successful, but we have more to do.
0: More to do. More I am with you though. Like I, I think the general vibe and assessment really of the Marlins offseason thus far has to be positive. Cueto coming off a great year. Segura, equally, I mean, he went all... And then now is the batting champ. Like, the Marlins are not messing around. And for me, and you called it already, there's a clear organizational change here in terms of what they're looking for in in terms of the type of player. If you remember last year, Don Mattingly calling it out, he lost his rag. The big boys have got to go. The big boys have got to go, and they're not going. We've got so many of the same player. The Marlins now have said, no, 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 no. Contact is king. That's what I'm hearing right now. That's what I'm seeing. And I think it's, you know, it's gonna play to their strengths. Like Lone Depot is not a bombs away uh, ballpark. It just isn't. So get the gap hitters, get the contact guys, get the line rolling, and just get accumulating runs. It's not about the salamis and the the three run bombs from Adam Duval days. It's just accumulate the runs and you'll win games because your pitching is so good. To your point. Flip those 41-run losses, half of them. This is this is a different-looking team. So, Chase, you've got me pumped now. What have the Marlins got left to do? You've mentioned center field. You mentioned the bullpen. How how are they going to address center field, though, mate? Because it's been a puzzle that we have struggled to solve in the last couple of years since Marte, the deal you mentioned earlier. Um, how are they going to solve this center field riddle?
1: Honestly, I like Brian De Cruz, and I okay. liked him last year. At the end, if he can play like that, Brian De La Cruz, he is your starting center fielder. That's an if, though. Can he bat like that all season? He didn't show it, but if he continues where he left off, you see in, I guess, the Dominican Republic League that he's in right now, uh, he's bashing balls and hitting home runs, and we're seeing it, so hopefully that continues. I don't know who they have left to move because they've moved the, <laughs> the Major League Baseball-ready players in Pablo and Rojas to get yeah. that big-time center fielder. So mm-hmm. what's the next move do you make uh, to get somebody? That's a good question, and I don't know the answer right now. I I, I thought that's who Pablo was going to bring in, yep. but it, it can't happen now. And we need to do something about the bullpen. Uh, Amaldus Ar- mm-hmm. Chapman didn't happen.
0: <laughs> didn't happen.
1: Uh, <laughs> Better or worse, it didn't would, you, you,
0: would you have been okay for a roll This Would you be been happy with that signing if they'd have made it?
1: Yes. Um, yeah? Taking the off-field stuff away. Yeah. He still has something to do left to teach younger pitchers uh, in the bullpen. And that's what we, we – we missed the depth or the veteran a bullpen player. Sorry, I have two dogs jumping on me right now. <laughs> um, we have we yeah. two veteran – Or we didn't have any veteran arms in that bullpen last year. We didn't have a veteran in that uh, starting rotation last year. You you now have Cueto, and you could have brought in Chapman. Uh, I'm blanking on that other name, Alex Reyes. There you go. Alex Reyes is the guy that they need to be targeting right now. Mm -hmm. You have that St. Louis connection with Scoop Schumacher. Maybe you could get him to uh, Mm -hmm. sign for a couple less shekels on this team.
0: You make a great point. I mean, any, you know, any, you know, Skip's got a relationship. I mean, that'll help if the relationship is good. Clearly, it needs to be good. But if Skip can kind of catch up the phone and go, "Hey, listen, Alex, I've got a great proposition for you here. We got Marlins in a pitcher's ballpark. You know, we've got tons of saves to go around. We need you. What are you thinking?" So we'll wait and see. I think the point you made, though, just going back on center field, this is this is the, the where my head was at too. You've moved Pablo and you've acquired Luis Arias. Okay. We still have the gap in center field and you've already moved Pablo. So how do you acquire those guys? For me, there's one or two options. The first one is you use prospects to go and acquire a center fielder and that would need to fit the profile of likely the Oakland A's, for example, who are in a rebuild. So that would fit that profile. And I'm talking about Ramon Laureano specifically. If the Marlins want to go and get Laureano, they need to send some prospects to the A's. That's one way. The other one is that they absolutely unload tons and go and get Brian Reynolds and just think, let's go. So I I don't think that they'll go down that path because the cost will be so great, so great, that the pitching staff for both now and the next few years will be decimated because the Pirates will say, we want three of, you know, Rogers, Cabrera, Uri Perez, you name it, so... For me, I look at it and think they've used their main trade chip, which is Pablo Lopez. They've got the batting champion. Maybe the move is to look at Ramon Laureano, send a couple of prospects over to the A's, not decimate their pitching, and see if that can be the, the you know the solution they need. Any other thoughts on center field? Because it is you know it's a tricky one to fo- you know, to solve, right? Because we've been thinking about it for two and a half years now.
1: I, I like uh, Ramon Laureano. I've been preaching that on Twitter. He was mm-hmm. the next best guy to me. He had, a, he had a down year coming off the PEDs from the year yep. prior or mm-hmm. a failed test, however you want to look at it. And he's the guy that's available. And yeah, maybe give up the J.J. Bladé to bring him in, plus a co- couple other prospects. J.J. might be major league ready, but he's not built for this team anymore. Uh, we need to use him... As one of the last remaining major league ready pieces, maybe to bring in Ramon. I like it. I hope it happens. Um, but we are at the mercy of uh this front office and Kim Ng to get it done.
0: To be honest with you, I- I- I've rarely seen Kim have a bum deal. Like when when she's executed on trades, for me, I've always been a fan of those trades. This one, this is for me one of her headline deals when we look back on her tenure with the Marlins this could make or break her, this deal and we we'll wait to see there's more offseason to go but sending Pablo Lopez and acquiring Luis Arias. that let's be totally honest he he's a very unique player in today's game i think that's the main thing with Arias. there's just no one like him his his contact skills but his lack of defense like no power but a corner you know, a corner infielder like, the profile is so wonky because of the lack of defense at maybe second base. You end up with this, basically a DH that hits 3:30 and has no power. It's a really weird profile, but one that I think really suits Lone Depot. This is the beauty of it, is fans may look at this and go, "Boy, oh boy, there's some deficiencies here, but I think they're deficiencies that can be masked by the ballpark, to be honest with you. And I think Arias is exactly what we need. Contact hitters in front of Jazz. And listen, Chase, this is where we'll end it here. Talk to me about Jazz Chisholm for 2023 because I know, I know you saw the videos. I know you, you had some engagement with him on Twitter this morning. To me, Jazz seems pumped. He seems hyped. He is, he's got high projections for the Marlins this year, right?
1: It is Jazz Chisholm's Team, if I was to take the best movie quote that you'll ever hear, I'm the captain now. That's yeah. <laughs> Jazz Chisholm Jr. He is the captain now. There is no more Miguel Rojas in his way to boss him around. There mm-hmm. is no more dumb Mattingly to to uh, slow him down. You have Jazz Chisholm Jr. entering years of what we can consider his young major league prime. Mm-hmm. These are the years that earn his extension that we hope they give him. It's his team. The, the team will flow through him. He wants to be in Miami right now. There's also mm-hmm. a thought he may want to be in Atlanta, but he wants to be in Miami right now, and he is a Marlin. And, you know, my interactions with Jazz are always pleasant. Let's mm-hmm. speak on that for 30 seconds. I had said something to the effect of the moves that the Marlins have made up to this morning, 2.30 a.m., have been good and will have us competing for third place when another fan said fourth. Jazz Chisholm says, third? What, am I still playing at 40 to 60%? <laughs> so, this team... Runs through Jazz, and I Mm -hmm. hope he makes me eat the little bit of negativity I have towards this team and who is in this division uh, against us. But I love Jazz. I hope that we win 90 plus games behind him, and I'll buy him dinner free on me. Anywhere you want to go, just don't tell my wife. Cheers Mm -hmm.
0: on you. That is an offer that he surely cannot refuse. So, anyone that personally knows Jazz. Text him this this clip. Let him know. Let him know. Loud Marlins fan has got it out there. Dinner is on him if the Marlins make this playoff push. And that's great to hear. Though this is the thing I love to see. Jazz is amazing on Twitter. He's one of my favorite uh, Twitter follows and and players. He, like in terms of MLB players, Jazz is right up there in terms of his engagement. The way he's, he is on Twitter and. He he's liking what he's seeing with the Marlins roster. He thinks this group can make some make some, you know, make some noise, do some damage. Um, so and based on what we saw for those some of those clips, jazz's back looks a-okay to me. And and as well, the way he was talking some of them, you know, is only from a, a batting, um pitching machine, but the way he was talking some of them, the knee looks fine too. So healthy jazz, completely different lineup around him, maybe a new position. Still believe that shortstop is a likely destination for him defensively in 2023. And like you said, Chase, this is Jazz's team now. He is the captain. Sandy's the pitching captain. And Jazz, he is the face of this team now. And I think that is a wonderful place for the Miami Marlins to be. They need to play to their strengths, build a roster that plays to their strengths. And what I mean by that is pitch well, defense is nice, and death by a thousand paper cuts. Contact is king. Let's accumulate the runs and let's address this bullpen to protect those leads. That's what needs to happen next. Chase, any final things for you, buddy, before we get out of here? A
1: couple things, if you don't mind. One segue into this Miami show up for this team because this team go is going to be fun. This team is going to score runs and this team deserves for you to come out and support them. Jazz deserves Sandy deserves this team wants to perform for you. Let's give them a reason. Let's get louder at that ballpark. And I'm talking to you, Miami, Mm -hmm. Broward, Palm Beach. We'll get down there when we can. Miami, it's all about you. And with that being said, just one more thing, Peter. Uh, As I always like to say, we are blessed. I'm not very religious. Let's say that. But we are blessed to live another day. Everyone has some sort of struggle going on. I have stuff, stuff that I deal with. You don't have to be silent about it. You don't have to hold it in, and you don't have to ever struggle with it. Contact me. Contact others. We do care. Someone is always there for you. And we are really, you know, take every day from what it's worth. Let's get louder.
0: Absolutely. Great sentiments. And listen, guys, Locked On Marlins is always there for you guys. You know that. If the news drops, there will be a show, and there has been news dropping, and there has been two shows. Bang, bang. That's how big this deal is has been. That's Locked on Marlins episode 2 on Friday the 20th of Jan. Pablo Lopez heading to the Twins and Luis Araez coming across to the Marlins. A big blockbuster deal here. Thanks for making Locked on Marlins your second listen of the day. Thanks to Chase, the Loud Marlins fan, for hopping on this one and giving his immediate thoughts reaction. This team is Let- in a great shape. Let's get louder. Get louder. Let's work it. go. Have a good weekend, Peter. Here we
1: go. Let's go. We'll see you next time, guys.